0: Hi everyone, Sheridan here again, host of My Personal Mentor coming back at you for a new episode of My Personal Mentor. Did I say that again? I did, okay. I'm not editing this out, I know, I'm sorry. Anyways, so you didn't get an internship this summer. We talked about this in the last episode, but can you get one? Are there any tips of getting one? Well, I have 10 ideas for you in this episode on how to get an internship, a job this summer. So here we go. So I've been there. I've been in your shoes. I know it's like February or March, summer's coming up, and you still don't have an internship. All the big recruiting is done. All the big banks like Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, the big consulting firms like McKinsey, Bain, whatever, big tech companies like Google, they've all done their hiring. Hiring is over, right? None of the big recruiting sessions are going on. You're on your own now. But that's the best part. We're going to figure out how to use that to your advantage. So Here come the 10 tips, which I'm gonna show you from my personal experience, how you can get a summer internship this coming summer. Number one, and this is my favorite, and guys, I use this every day. I do this literally every day of my life. I've been doing this every day of my life since I had access to it, and that is cold emailing. I've cold emailed everybody, folks. I've cold emailed my friends. I've cold emailed coworkers, ex coworkers, cold email companies, CEOs of companies, cold email girlfriends to get me back. Like literally everybody, I have. So you gotta get on cold emailing. Cold emailing, emailing, cold mealing. Oh no, don't eat cold meals, I don't like cold meals. Cold emailing is one of the best things you can do. It gets into the inbox of people. So remember, a lot of people don't know this, everybody reads your email. If you send an email to someone, even if you send it to Elon Musk, he'll read it, trust me. Right Now, he won't reply. There's a 99.9% chance he won't reply, but he will read it. So you got a cold email, folks. But before you can even cold email, what you got to do is you got to create a list of folks and companies you want to reach out to. So now, if let's just say you want to do investment banking, for example. There's no point putting Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley or JP Morgan or Credit Suisse on that list. You know, these are big banks. Their hiring is done. So create a list of banks or consulting firms or accounting firms or tech firms that aren't the big official formalized recruiting firms. So for example, if you're going to banking, put down CIBC in there, TD in there, RBC in there. If you're going to consulting, maybe some of the smaller consulting firms. If it's accounting, again, smaller, you know, tier two, tier three accounting firms. Now remember, there's no harm in applying to these companies. These are great companies with great people. Just because they're tier two is not because you know, they're not good at what they do. They have a niche and they are great at it. So make a list of all of these companies and all the people that you can find that work there. you might be like, John, sure, how do I find these people? Easy. LinkedIn, great place to find folks, right? And I'm not saying email them on LinkedIn, but find who works there. You can check their websites. Smaller boutique firms have a website with a team page, right? You'll see who actually works there. Find out those names. So there's a lot of places where you can find, especially online, it's on, your, it's on your fingertips. Find people who work at these companies and cold email them. Now, what do you put in your cold email? First of all, what is the email? Now, email's easy. It's either com or first letter and the full last name at that or the first name and the last and the first letter of the last name at that or first dot last at that company.com or first underscore last at that company.com or first at that company.com. So see those options and I'll give you a you know a quick tip. If you're using Gmail, you can hover on an email address once you type it into the to box and it'll show you if that email is real for most emails, not all emails. You can also check some other online websites where you can check an email checker. Anyways, cold emailing is my best friend. I do it even today. Trust me on this one, it works. Now you may not get a reply, but I, I, I kid you not, your email will get in people's inboxes. If they like you, they'll reply. I'll have another full episode on how to cold email like a pro, so stay tuned for that. Number two, similar to cold emailing, oh man, this is my best friend, Twitter DM. I know all y'all love, you know, Instagram DM and Snapchat DMs and sliding in those DMs. Oh yeah, that's great. That's great for dating and other stuff which we're not gonna talk about here. But for jobs, oh man, Twitter is key. Now, Twitter doesn't work for all types of companies. It doesn't work for like the big business, accounting, consulting, banks, those kind of companies. But guess what, it works great for tech, VC, startups, those kind of companies. For those kind of companies, if you like somebody and you're like passionate about working for them, you can DM them. Actually, fun story. Today, I actually DMed someone from Tinder. I you know, think Tinder is a great product. And one of the people that are that is or was at Tinder is one of the tech celebrities of sorts, and I emailed him was like or DM'd him was like, hey, I uh, would love to chat, we would love to connect. So use Twitter DMs to your advantage. Find folks that you think you would want to work for. Reach out to them. Be like, hey, look, this is who I am. Don't have a summer internship. Willing to work and learn and learn. That's a key thing. And learn, right? Uh, if you need more information, please let me know. You we know, would love to send you an email or a note. But yeah get into those dms the twitter dms so that's number two number three do not use linkedin what sure john linkedin is the place people say that's where all the professionals live yeah yeah linkedin is a database not a network yes i said it linkedin is a database you go in there you search you make sure your facts are correct Does XYZ person, does Jenny work at Goldman Sachs, New York? Yes, she does. Perfect. Use LinkedIn for database purposes, not a network. From people that I know who work in the industry, they don't check LinkedIn. They don't check LinkedIn for messages, all right? Trust me, I have switched off all notifications on LinkedIn. It is probably the worst place to message someone. Don't message anybody on LinkedIn. It's a waste of time, so don't do that. All right just use it as a way to verify who works where number four again kind of related to LinkedIn you know people love warm intros not cold intros so if you find someone on LinkedIn let's say you want to talk to Elon Musk now I know for sure it's gonna be hard I'm not giving you false hope here but let's just say you want to and then you type in his name and you see you have a mutual connection with Lin- uh, with Elon Musk. Let's say this is your best friend or it's your mom or it's your dad, right? Could be a bunch of folks. Now you have a warm lead into Elon Musk. Now reach out to those warm leads and be like, hey man, can you help me out? Can you connect me with your boy, Elon? Boom, if that person connects you, you're way deeper into the funnel than anybody else. So if you do use LinkedIn, use the mutual connections piece more than anything else. Five, adjacent industries. Look, I wanted to be an investment banker. I remember this in the summer of 2010. I was like, oh, man, I want to be an investment banker. And I was trying my best. Could not get a job in investment banking. Guess what I did? I found an adjacent industry, financial advisory, right? I mean, it's not investment banking at all. But, you know, it is kind of, you know, on the outskirts of the ballpark. That's not too far from it you got to look into those industries as well. So look, let's just say if you want to work in investment banking, can't get in, look at advisory firms. They're very similar, right? They're very similar. Or valuation firms. A lot of folks that don't get into banking in the top investment banks, they end up working at Deloitte at the valuations group. Great group. You learn a ton of skills. Or you can't get that, go join accounting. There's a lot of accounting jobs where you actually learn more applicable skills than investment banking, in my opinion, right? Use that to your advantage. So be open to adjacent industries and do the same things. Reach out to them, cold email, Twitter, whatever you need to do to get in and talk to them. So adjacent industries is never a bad thing. It's a great thing. I remember one summer I actually worked for a tax accountant. Now, trust me, a tax accountant job is nowhere near investment banking. But hey, it's close enough. It's better than not doing anything, right? So look into adjacent industries. Six alumni network people that have been in your shoes before you oh i kid you not you know when i worked at morgan stanley you know how i got the interview i reached out to an md from ucla who was in new york this guy didn't know me i shot him a cold email at three in the morning when i finished my job and i said hey look i'm working at this other bank would love to work at morgan stanley would love to chat with you guess what he replied didn't reply a long reply just a half a line right? But he did. And that's how I got my interview. And that's how I got the job at Morgan Stanley. This is a much deeper story later on, but alumni networks are your friend. And I'm going to do a much deeper conversation, or not, not conversation, a topic on this later on in, in, uh, in this podcast series. So listen to that, how to reach out your alumni network. But look, if you go to any school, which I'm assuming some of you or most of you do, go find out where your alumni network is online, right? Find that online directory. It's available to all students, When you get in there, start cold emailing each and every alumni that you can find whose network or whose company, whose corporation or, you know, startup or whatever you want to work at. Reach out and say, hey, look, I would love to work for you this summer. I would love to learn from you this summer. Number seven, I know you guys probably live in one region, I'm assuming North America for most of my listeners, some in Asia. But be open to international opportunities. Trust me, it's one of the best things. One of the best things I did in my life was I got on a plane and I went to Hong Kong. I didn't know anybody in Hong Kong. The only person I knew in Hong Kong was my ex-girlfriend who wasn't even there and didn't even like me. But I knew her, of her, I guess. Point is, get on a plane at some point in your life and work abroad, all right? If you're in Asia, work in the US, work in South America. I don't care where. If you're in the US and work in Asia, South America, whatever, if you're in, you know, north america go work in asia did i say all the the same things again and again oh i'm confused myself right now i'm saying if you work in one region go work somewhere else or reach out to people abroad i remember when i was in la i went to the ucla alumni directory and i found investment bankers in japan tokyo japan from morgan stanley and rbc and some other places the, the companies and i said hey i'll shoot them an email i'll be like hey look i'm a ucla student i'd love to work anywhere it doesn't matter if it's Kathmandu, you know guatemala madagascar i don't care i want a summer job and i'm passionate about this industry doesn't matter where it is so reach out even if it's international don't limit your scope just to being domestic and don't let the you know the immigration visa all those things be a problem if that company really wants you and they see your passion they'll get you the visa all right don't let those other things come in the way number eight favors now i know all of you guys may have some ego i had some ego You got to take that ego, put it in a box, go to the ocean, throw that box in the water. Get that out of the way. Ego is the worst thing. I tell you, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's only going to stand in your way, right? It's the worst thing to have. So if you have friends who have good jobs, ask them a favor. Hey, Jenny, could you help me out? Just do that. All right. Ask them. If it's a family friend that you know or someone that your parents know and they have a company or they have a small you know, startup or whatever it is, ask for a favor, right? That's how I got one of my internships. And it was an engineering internship at a nuclear plant. Guys, I didn't want to be an engineer at all, right? I didn't want to work at a nuclear plant, but I needed a summer job. Guess how I got it? I reached out to my mom's friend's husband. Rest in peace, that gentleman, I owe him a lot. But he got me an internship. And I was probably not a good intern from what I uh, heard, but he was kind enough to get me one. Right? And that was amazing. So reach out to your family friends, reach out to your parents, and ask them for help. People are always willing to help when you ask them for help. All right. Number nine, your school, professors, teachers, your teaching assistants, all of those folks. Remember, professors are a big deal. There's a reason they're professors. I know they can be they can be boring and they can be annoying and give you low GPAs and grades and all that you know stupid stuff, but they come from industry a lot of them or they may have side projects or they might be actually doing some research over the summer that might need your help i remember when i was at university of toronto actually and in, uh, in my undergrad some of the best kids did summer projects with our leading professors and that actually carried a lot of weight so if you don't have a summer internship this coming summer reach out to your professors and show interest be like hey look you know sarah professor sarah professor you know weinberg let's just say sarah weinberg is your name professor weinberg You know, you're doing some awesome stuff. I love what you do in in class. I know I might not be a great student, but you know, I'd love to come and help you out. I'll work for free if you want, but I love to learn uh, and teach me. So if there's any projects that I can be helpful on, I'm in the same city as you are, please let me know, I'm available. That's a great thing you can do. And it looks amazing on your resume, by the way. Getting validated and verified and accepted by a professor. Oh, guys, I'm telling you, it's a big deal. Number 10 volunteer, work for free. It's not a bad thing. I did that. I was a graduate student, right? I had big dreams to work at like Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, didn't get an intern, didn't, get, didn't even get an interview that summer. Guess what I did? I kept on going down the totem pole and found the smallest and the most boutique investment bank that you can find. Not even an investment, it was an advisory firm. It was literally two guys in a chair. And guess what they said? They said, hey, are you willing to work for free? And guess what I said? I was like, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Can I help you, right? And guess what they did? They're like, okay, great. As long as you have a computer, you can work from home and just you know, re- do research for us, research companies, research financials, and you can work for free and we're not gonna pay you. And guess what I said? I said, yeah, game, okay, done. That was my first job in finance, right? And I was a graduate student, right? Not an undergrad, graduate student, didn't get paid a penny. So be open to working for free and volunteering. Trust me, there's a ton of opportunity. I'm personally not hiring at the moment for this you know, network. But one day I will be. And that day I'll, I'll, I'm happy to give internships out. But until that day, go work for free and volunteer if you can't find anything else. Yay! Number 11. Whoa, what, 11? Sure, John, you said 10. You lie. No, I'm not lying. I'm trying to give you one bonus, guys. So, what's a bonus? It's okay to go work in a place like Popeyes, KFC, McDonald's, fast food, drive an Uber, you know, all of those things. Those are great jobs to learn human skills. Okay. if you don't get an internship this summer in the industry you want or in an adjacent industry, go get a job. It's a great job. It's a great way to learn. It's a great way to become more human, to really figure out and see live how hard it is to even make one dollar. I have the most respect for people in the restaurant world, in the hospitality world, in the services sector. And I kid you not, I would never hire someone if they haven't worked in the services sector. Learning how tough those jobs are and how, you know, bad the customers are and how uh, disrespectful those customers are sometimes uh, is a a great learning lesson. So if you didn't get an internship in your field of choice and you have a free summer, go learn how to work with people. Go learn real customer service skills, customer facing skills, Right. If, if it's not McDonald's, KFC, one of the fast food restaurants, or even Uber, right? Go get a sales role. Go sell knives door-to-door or whatever you want to sell. There's a ton of door-to-door selling uh, companies out there. I've done that, sold uh, ADT security door-to-door. I didn't like it, but it taught me how to do sales. So you'll learn something. You'll become a better person, and you'll learn how, how to respect other people, okay? So the next time you go to McDonald's and you see that person working really hard, you would have so much respect for that person, Mutual respect, and that's important, guys. That is the key to life, having mutual respect for another human. And look, from my example, from my personal example, when I was in freshman year, I didn't get a summer internship, guess what I did? I got a job at a chicken restaurant. And not one of those bulge brackets, Popeyes and KFCs of the world, I got a job at Chicken and Joy. Whole lot of chicken, not a lot of joy, I'll tell you that much. But having said that, I did that. And that was a day job. At night, I was a security guard, right? That's what I did. So I did the security guard job at night, woke up in the morning, then went to the chicken job. Point is, those two jobs gave me the best lessons of my life, made me a better person, and made me see people like the way they were. Humans, right? And I want you guys to get that experience. It's probably the best experience you'll ever get. So make sure you do that. All right, so that was kind of a long podcast. I wanted to kind of go into detail for folks who are, you know, finding a lot of pressures and headwinds in terms of getting a summer internship. But I hope that helps. And you know, use this, use it to your advantage. Don't give up. Keep on going, keep on going, keep on trying. There's a ton of opportunity out there, right? And I'm sure you guys will find it. And keep on trying. And if you have any questions or anything like that, or any comments, you can, you know, shoot me a note, go to my Twitter or go to sharejohn.com. All right, team, good luck for this coming upcoming summer. I'm sure most of you will get it. If you don't get it, listen, don't stress. Just one small part of a long life. All right? One step forward, team. Take care. Good luck. Peace.